Welcome to the Saving Grace Adventist Church Sermon Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed by the Word of God. Let us pray. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, my Lord and my Redeemer. Hide me behind the cross. Let your children not see me but you. Let them not hear me but you. May they feel your holy presence in this place. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. The title this morning of my sermon is Praising God in Advance. And I I mean, when I'm through, you'll see (laughs) why I chose this topic. Because over my life, I've I've gone through a lot of things, a lot of stuff, as they would say. But God has been there every single step of the way. And I wasn't praising him in advance all along. But now I am because of what he has done in my life. Uh, You know, my my first little story is about when I came here. I came here as a stowaway under the bottom of a ship. And I hope we don't have any immigration officers in here because I I just heard about a way that I could come to the United States. I was living in Nassau, Bahamas. After I graduated from high school in 1979, my mom said, you're not going to stay here. You're going to Bahamas. My sister was living there at the time. And I said, okay. So I went there. And after I was there for a year, the immigration people would come knocking on my door and heard, they said that they heard that the legal person is living here. So I remember one day they came and they knocked on the door and I went into the closet and my nephew was there with me and he would not keep still. And they walked around the window, they walked, they looked through the window, but I was in the closet, locked up. And I tell you, brethren, after that experience, I said, you know what, I have to leave this place. And so I heard about somebody who had some plans so that you can get to the United States of America. And me, I was about 19, 20-ish. And then I said, okay, I mean, that sounds pretty good. And so I told my sister. And she said, you are on your own. I have no money. And brethren, I remember I started an ASU. You know a partner in Jamaica, ASU. And so I was working $50 per week at this pharmacy place. And... Um, $40 I would throw every single week. And uh, uh, the, the, the price to come here was um, $1,500. That's a lot of money at that time. That was in the 80s, like 81-ish. And so anyhow, I did not know these people. I met them on Bay Street that night in Nassau. And uh, so they told us, it was three ladies of us and two men, and so they told us that we would have a cabin when we go on the ship. It was one of those cruise line ships. I don't even know which one. And so, anyhow, we boarded the ship. After we paid our money and everything, we boarded the ship the Saturday night. And so he told us that we should go down into you know, the bottom of the ship where they have all the um, pipes and so forth. And he said, stay here and we'll come back for you. Well, brethren, they never came back. So we spent the whole Saturday night, all day Sunday, and and we got here Monday morning. Now, in the bottom of the ship, it's so cold that, you know, the guy said, travel with no ID. 
So on the bottom of the ship, we were there cold. It was a red and white top. I'll never forget it. And a jeans pants, and that's it. I mean, of course, and a shoe. And that's it. And we were there for that time frame. And when the ship docked in Miami, um, one of the guys came. And unbeknownst to us, we did not know that two of the guys that planned this trip were fired a few days before the trip. And so this one other guy that was on the ship, he came down to where we were, and he said, well, I didn't get pay, and I'm going to talk on you guys. <laughs> I, mean, we, uh, I mean, I just began to pray. I had $200, never forget it, in my pocket. Everybody else said they had no money, and I told the guy, I had $200 I could give you. And brethren, I tell you that he did not, <laughs> he did not call the authorities on us. And the reason why we got off the ship at noon, the ship docked very, very early. But because immigration, you have to go through immigration when you are coming from Nassau, right? And so they had to, we had to wait for all the people to go through immigration. So the point when they came for us, I mean, the guy was walking, and each time he walked, he would look to see if the way is clear, and he said, come on. And I mean, we went, and, and we got out, and when we got to the front of the ship to, to get off the ship, one guy came to us and says, wait a minute. How did you, how you got on the ship? I didn't even see when you got on here. And, and me now, you know, I said, well, um, we have some friends here. And I tell you, Sister Gray, this guy, the Lord sent him. He works on the ship. And when he saw the problem that we were in, actually the two guys that were with us pushed one of the guys that work on the ship, jump off in the water. To this day, I'm not sure if they're alive. Never heard from them again. And the other two ladies, we were there nervous. And I had this camera with no film. And I started taking pictures like I was taking pictures, right? And the guy said, well, how you came onto the ship? And I said, well, you know, this one guy who worked on the ship, he came out and he said, well, I know them. Never see us from the way we were born. He said, I know these people. They come on here all the time. And brethren, the guy, I just saw the men just started backing up because they were about to call the immigration people, right? And so, and so we came off that ship, and I never looked back. God is so amazing. I am telling you this, brethren, because you will see that God has been there every single step of the way with me, and I give him all the praise and all the glory. And I'll tell you some other time uh, what happened afterwards and so forth. But I never looked back. And I remember I, one of the ladies I, I got in contact with after years, and now I lost contact with her again. But I never, ever knew what happened to those people. But God has brought me a very mighty long way. And I give him all the praise and I give him all the glory. And so, like a few years, my husband, after that, my husband said, oh, I'm going to take you on a cruise. So we went on the ship, and we were walking around. And he said, well, you know, a few years ago, you were under the bottom, but now you're on the top. And I'm like, <laughs> but he, Philip, is a comedian, as you know. But anyhow, we, uh, the scripture this morning is Second Chronicles 20, 1 through 21. And um, this is about Jehoshaphat. That's what the sermon is about this morning. And so let's turn our Bibles uh, to Second Chronicles 20, verse 1. And I will read in your hearing. 
It happened after this that the people of Moab, with the people of Ammon and others with them, besides the Ammonites, came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria, and they are in Hazazon Tamar, which is in Gedi. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask, to ask help from the Lord, and from all the cities of Judah they came to seek the Lord. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand there is no power or not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you. Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel? And, it gave, and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever. And they dwell in it and have built you a sanctuary in it for your name, saying, If disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this temple and in your presence, for your name is in the temple, and I cry out to you, in your affliction, and you will hear and save. During the prosperous reign of 25 years, Jehoshaphat sought to walk in the ways of the Lord. In his efforts to rule wisely, he persuaded his people to take a firm stand against idolatrous practices. Second Chronicles 17, 3-5 said, now the Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he walked in the former ways of his father David. He did not seek the Baals, but sought the God of his father and walked in his commandments and not according to the acts of Israel. Therefore, the Lord established the kingdom in his hand and all Judah gave presents to Jehoshaphat and he had riches and honor in abundance. Jehoshaphat was loyal to God, and because of his integrity, the Lord was with him and established the kingdom in his hand. Prophets and Kings, page 191, said, All Judah brought to Jehoshaphat presents, and he had riches and honor in abundance, and his heart was lifted in the ways of the Lord. Jehoshaphat was a man of courage and valor. It was under Jehoshaphat's leadership that reformations were wrought. He took steps to ensure his people thorough instruction in the Holy Scripture, Scriptures. To this wise provision for the spiritual needs of his people, Jehoshaphat owed much of his prosperity as ruler to God. The fear of the Lord fell upon all the kingdoms of the land that were about Judah. 
Now the latter years of Jehoshaphat's reign were spent in strengthening the national and spiritual defenses of Judah. He exhorted the judges to be faithful. He charged them to deal fairly and seek the counsels of the Lord. He warned them to trespass not against the Lord. Prophets and kings also in page 198 stated that for years he strengthened his armies and fortified the cities. He was well prepared to meet almost every foe. It is important to know that yet in his crisis, he put not his trust in men, but living faith in the God of Israel. For many years, Jehoshaphat lived in peace. Everything around him was calm. They were unmolested by the surrounding nations. Let's take a look at 2 Chronicles 17, verse 10. And it says, The fear of the Lord fell upon all the kingdoms of the lands that were about Judah. My sermon this morning will take a look at 2 Chronicles 20, and I'm going to focus on verse 21. And verse 21 said, and when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and were saying, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. Jehoshaphat's battle plan was to put a choir before the army. And then I was thinking about the praise team. Can you imagine the Lord calling you to sing? You're going to go before the battle. And so he appointed different people to sing. Three armies, the Ammonites, the Moabites, and the Edomites. And that's the army from Mount Seir. And so can you imagine these three armies and you as the singer in front singing and praising God in advance for what he is about to do. Amen. Then the people of Judah say, we are going to, no, Jehoshaphat, sorry, say, we are going to take those who sing and make a choir out of you and put you in front of the army as you march into battle. There's a very important truth here. The Israelites thank God in advance for the victory. Praise and thanksgiving are verbalized faith. If you thank God after the fact, that is gratitude. If you thank God before it happens, that is faith. Notice the effect of praise in verse 22 and 23. When they began to sing, and I'm reading this from the Good News translation, they said, when they began to sing, the Lord threw the invading armies into a panic. The Ammonites and the Moabites attacked the Edomite army. So they were fighting against each other, and they killed off each other. So Jehoshaphat and his army didn't even have to do anything because they were killing off their one another. In fact, <laughs> when you begin to sing song of praises and thanksgiving, when you begin to praise God in advance, you will confuse the devil and he will flee from you. Brothers and sisters, when you allow God to solve your problems, 
it becomes a testimony to unbelievers. The world takes notice when the Christian lives by faith, and God loves to demonstrate his power in those who expect him to work in their lives. Are you facing a difficult situation this week or today? Do you feel like the odds are stacked against you? Sometimes it seems like as you get out of one situation, Sister Rob, is like another come, come creeping in and you're saying, when am I going to have some breathing space, right? Do you feel your problem is overwhelming? What do you do? Do you turn to God, our Redeemer, our Healer, our Friend? He is the great I am, the bright and morning star. He is our comforter, our sustainer, our Jehovah Nissi, the God who defends you. Give him some praise in advance this morning. I, I tell you, when my, my sister a few years ago was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer, and so in that same time she received a letter from immigration, she was going through trying to apply to um, get residency here. And so uh, the letter that she received was a deportation letter. And so she was going through a very difficult time. I mean, she came by me and, and we prayed and, and we cried. And <laughs> she just had such a really good attitude. She is always praising God in advance. And I remember we went to uh, this attorney in Miami, and so the attorney told her that it's about $10,000, right, to, um, to, 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 to help her because he said, you know what, this is a very difficult case. The, the reason why they wanted to deport her was because she, she filled out a voter's registration card when she wasn't straight here, and so she sent it, the, the application in, and they did send her a card. And so the good thing is, is that she never voted. Had she voted, they would have deported her. And so she was going through this very difficult time. And then when we went to the attorney, and the attorney told her the money, and she said, well, I don't have that kind of money. What am I going to do? And I don't know, somehow she just got up, and she said to the attorney, it was um, downtown, Brickell Avenue, and she said, come here to the attorney. And I'm like, oh, Lord, I wonder what she's going to do now. And so she called the attorney, and she told the attorney, look at this vast place out there. Look at the trees and the sea. You know, it's very nice beauty. My father owned it. So the attorney said, what? Your father? <laughs> she said, yes, my father in heaven owned all of this. <laughs> and I'm going to get through. And that's her attitude. That's how she is. And brethren, I tell you, so to make a long story short is that she, uh, going through this uh, breast cancer stage four, and I'm, I'm telling you, uh, oh God, God is so good. His mercy is everlasting. When, one day I went to look for her, and when I saw her, I couldn't even believe it was her. She was really black, 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 no hair, nothing. And so <laughs> to make a long story short, she said that um, the day that she was supposed to go before the judge, to, to listen to her faith. And, and so the attorney that she finally got um, told her that this is a very rough judge. I, I really don't know what to tell you, but he is, he is difficult. He may, in fact, deport you. And brethren, I tell you, that morning she received a call 
from her attorney that they changed the judge, the judge that was supposed to stand right before, she was supposed to stand before that judge, that judge fell sick. And so another judge was called. And when the judge read her, her thing and, and that she has breast cancer and all of this stuff, he says that your case is dismissed for humanitarian reasons. And we just jump up. We didn't even remember say a quote. We just jump up and started to praise Jesus. And I said, God, you are amazing. You are you 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 just do some things for us. I tell you, are you thanking God in advance, brethren, for what He's about to do in your life? Are you thanking Him for what He has done in your children's life? Are you thanking God for good health? spiritual growth, successful education. Do you have an interview coming up for a new job and you're th thanking God in advance? Are you thanking him for financial blessings? Are you thanking him for healing? You know, my son-in-law will be here tomorrow. He's in need of a kidney. He, he's, he's, and um, So he has an appointment on Tuesday with the surgeons at... Um, Jackson Memorial Hospital and so the other day I was talking to him and I said Dex we have to thank God in advance I say you have to get that kind because I just see that he is going to be working and sending someone right now he's on the waiting list at Emory Hospital in Atlanta they live in Atlanta and so he was called by Jackson Hospital he came a few months ago you remember when he was here and um, so we met with the, um, the team of doctors there. So it's a process. So now he'll be back tomorrow. He has an appointment on Tuesday to meet with the surgeons. And brethren, I'm just going to ask you to continue to praise God in advance for him and for what he's about to do in his life. You know, the other day I was talking to him and he said, you know, I keep asking God, why a 33-year-old man going through all of this? He has had 12 different surgeries. And God is still there. And he said, you know what? He called me mom. He said, mom, I stop asking God, why me? And say, why not me? And I said, praise the name of Jesus. Do you worry about things that you have no control over? Do you worry about things that haven't even happened yet? Uh, do we have a testimony here? Matthew 6, 31 to 34 says, therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your he heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, my brethren, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the days is its own trouble. So brethren, stop worrying. Thank God in advance. God has told us that he would give us the desires of our hearts. He has told us that he would never forsake us. He would never leave us. He has told us that he is our strength and our refuge, a very present help in the time of trouble. He is everywhere. He is everything to us. The Bible says in Romans 8, verse 37, Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Verse 38 says, For I am persuaded 
that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor any creatures shall be able to separate us from the love of Jesus Christ. And I say, praise the name of the Lord. Amen. And sometimes, you know, as we read the scriptures from time to time, we pray and we take up about the problems. He's telling us to lay them down. Lay them at my feet and I will be working on them for you. And so one of the scriptures that I love very dearly, if you receive an email from me, you will see the scripture at the bottom of my signature line, and it says, it's Matthew 11, verse 24, and it says, Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. And I say, praise the name of the Lord. Today, somebody in here needs some walls to come down in your life. You have been making progress by living in the spirit, walking in the Christian walkway. But you have been making progress by praying and believing the word of God and advancing in spiritual victory. But now it seems like you come against some walls in your life. And walls symbolize, symbolizes, uh, walls symbolize, sorry, barriers, obstacles, limitations, and unbelief. But I'm here this morning to tell you, to reassure you in God's grace that he will work out whatever walls you have in your life. Amen. The walls of unbelief, the walls of fear, the walls that are hindering you from reaching into your promised land, he's telling you, tell your neighbor, look at your neighbor and tell them, your deliverance is in your praise. Amen. Your deliverance is in your praise. I dare you to shout now like you've got the victory right now. I dare you to start praising God like you're going crazy. Yeah. You don't have to wait for the battle to be over. You can shout right now. It's time to confuse the enemy. Confuse the devil like those people that sung. They were confused. Oh, Jesus. When the Lord work it out for you, when he has done a lot of things in your life, you continue to praise him in advance. And sometimes, you know, we ask for some things and we still go back and worry. And so last week I received a call from one of my clients and um, um, I have a rental for her. And so she called me and she was so upset. And she was like, um, it's two months now and no call, Sister Barrett. She's a, a Christian. She said, no call, no call. What is going on? So, you know, I was explaining to her that the market is such that the first part of the year, it is always very slow. It's for some reason. After you get over buying all the stuff for the holidays and so forth. So, you know, in my conversation, I say to her, I'm like, okay, I have done everything. It's out there. It's just that we're not getting the calls that we would like. And so I said to her, have you prayed? And she said, yes, I prayed. I'm like, well, praise God in advance, sister. And so I will, let me tell you, in less than one hour, I got a call from an agent. And the agent said, I have someone. She, was, she lives in the same community too. She said, I have a young lady. She's a medical student at Nova. She was evicted today because the person she rent the home from 
the house was in foreclosure, basically. So she was walking, the agent was walking her dog. She saw this young lady on the lawn with all her belongings crying. And so she said she went up to her and she said that, um, I guess the sheriff came, she was sleeping, knocked on the door, told her she got to move out. This is the last day. We can't do anything. The house is foreclosed. So she was paying for over seven months to the landlord, never, never had a clue that the house was in foreclosure. And so now she had an exam that week. He said, I wanted to take her home with me. I felt so very bad. And so the agent actually lived across the street from my client's home. And she said, I noticed you have a place for rent. And I said, thank you, Jesus. So I called my client and I said, look, you would not believe. Less than one hour last week. I said, you would not believe. Someone just called me and Lord got she negative. She said, well, how you know this is a good person? I'm like, praise the Lord. Did you just pray? Yes. And, and that's what the problem with us is that we pray and the Lord, I said, you just pray. I just told you to go pray in, a, praise God in advance for what he's about to do. And the Lord sent someone and you're going to come on and say, well, I don't know if this is the right one. How was she? Be? I mean, she had so many questions, but praise be to God. She'll be moving in on Monday. <laughs> God is so good and so amazing, I tell you. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, we pray and the Lord grant it unto us and somehow we don't see it. But I tell you that God is so amazing. Amen. And so when it's all over, please just don't praise God when it's all over because when it's all over, that means it's gratitude, right? So when you are going through the thing, you are praising God in advance for what he's about to do and that is faith. As you continue to go in God's grace, know that your best is yet to come. Amen. Philippians 1 verse 6 says, Being confident of this very thing, he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. This was a scripture I used to always say to my daughter when she was very, very ill. I remember that morning I received a call from the surgeon and and. Uh, I had no clue that she would have to do a surgery, right? And so the doctor called like about 6 o'clock in the morning, and he says, well, we are going into surgery now. And I'm like, for what? And he says, well, your daughter is very, 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 very ill. I mean, he said very so much, so and I just grabbed my Bible, and I said, Lord, you have begun a good work, and you will complete it in Jesus Christ. And I just praise him every day. She's doing very well. So happy moments, praise God. Difficult moments, seek God. Quiet moments, worship God. Painful moments, trust God. Every moment, thank God in advance. Thank God for the blessing he you are about to receive. I am covered by the blood of Jesus. You are covered by the blood of Jesus. What God has for you, no one can take it away. When God opens the door, no man can shut it. When God closes the door, no man can open it. When life gives you more than you can stand for, kneel. Psalms 91 verse 2 said, I will say to the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. First Chronicles 16:34 Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. First Samuel 2 verse 1 My heart rejoices in the Lord. Start praising God in advance for the blessings, brethren. Sometimes God's blessings are not what he gives, but what he takes away. Stop trying to pick up what God told you to put down. 
God will wreck your plans when you see that your plans are about to wreck you. Psalms 100 verse 4 said, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Psalms 150 verse 1 through 6 says, Praise the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary. Praise God in his mighty firmament. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the lute and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and flutes. Praise him with loud cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the name Amen. of the Lord. Amen. So many times we feel like we have nothing to praise the Lord for. But you and I, we got a lot to praise God for. Amen. You ought to praise him because ain't nobody can praise him like you because you have the experiences to share. Matthew 28 verse 20 says, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Are we going to begin a praise in advance attitude, brethren? This is a question. And so as I look over my life, I can't help but praise him for what he has done. And so the other day as I came close to my doctoral journey, it took me five years, I began to reminisce about some of the things I experienced in my life the past five to six years. And I am so humbled because God is allowing all the distractions around me to be removed so I can become the woman he wants me to be. Amen. Sometimes we find ourselves facing situations, hurdles, and circumstances that seem to be insurmountable. We may call them walls. We find sometimes that there is brokenness that hinders us from receiving what God has desired for us to have. Walls. We find there are some burdens of life that we are trying to bear, some unforgiveness in our spirit, some inability to move beyond who and what we are today. Walls. Nevertheless, I am here to tell you today that no matter what the walls are in your life, God is sufficient in all things. As Jehoshaphat said, we are going to take those who sing. And when I read this part, I'm like, I really need to go practice some more singing, right? Because the Lord may call me to sing as he, as he called the choir to sing before the army. Oh, praise the name of Jesus. It confused everybody. In the end, the victory was won. I say, praise the name of Jesus. Let us, by God's grace, Step out in faith and praise him in advance. God was the strength of Judah in this crisis, and he is the strength of his people today. We are to remember that human beings are fallible and erring, and that he who has power is our strong tower of defense. In every emergency, we are to feel that the battle is his. His resources are limitless, and apparent impossibilities will make the victory even more greater. The God who has brought you thus far on the way 
did not bring you to the wilderness to leave you. You are standing on the edge of the promised land. Your eyes may not be able to see it, but set your spirit to receive it. You are on the edge of your breakthrough, on the edge of your victory, on the brink of receiving the fullness of the promises of God. Your walls are about to come tumbling down, but you must praise him in advance for that to happen. The question is then this morning, brethren, will you join me and praise him in advance for what he is about to do in your life? With confidence, Jehoshaphat said to the Lord, our eyes are upon thee. For years he had taught the people to trust in the Lord. And now when the kingdom was in peril, Jehoshaphat did not stand alone. Brethren, I am just reassuring the goodness of God and what he is about to do for you. Over our lives, we have been taught to trust in the Lord. I remember getting up 5.30 every morning. I mean, if I'm not up, my mom would throw water on me, uh, on us in the bed. And so we would have morning worship every single morning. You know, as a child, you're like, oh, not again. But I tell you, brethren, those mornings have really kept me on my Christian walk. So brothers and sisters, continue to praise God in advance for what he is about to do in your life. I have a very good husband. I mean, he has put up with me for 33 years. The other day I said, 33 years is a whole long time. And he said, well, that's okay. We'll do it another 33 years. But he has been an excellent support um, through everything that I've gone through. And I just really thank God for him. I told him the other day, don't wait too late to get old because then you can't be work. You can't work as a deacon in the church, right? So you, you are young now. So, you know, cont continue. Oh, my God. I pray that the Lord will continue to bless you, Phil, and, 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 and keep you. And that, and, and that we will continue to pray for you. So in closing, it's a prayer. O oh, Heavenly Father, how thankful we are to have a Savior who looks out for our best interest. Increase our faith. Give us obedient, an obedient spirit to respond to your word. In times of uncertainty, let your faith be larger than a mustard seed. Help us to trust in you daily, knowing that you know what is best for us. We are relying on your mercies and your ever-flowing grace. Our commitment today is to praise you in advance. Bless our members, bless our visitors, bless our children. Give them a new attitude to praise you in advance. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We are always encouraged to know how God is working through this ministry to touch lives. If you have a story to share of how God is working in your life, please let us know by sending an email at podcast at savinggracesda.org. As the Holy Spirit impresses you, you may also support this ministry financially by visiting savinggracesda.org.